Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and for those who do not follow me on Twitter, a quick, pro- a quick programming note, I should say, I'm going to the games this year, so the Reaction Podcast, if you're listening to this, it's definitely later than you're used to, if you do listen the night of, if you listen the morning after, none of this will matter, but since I'm at the games this year working them, it's been like three and a half years of me doing this podcast and being really fast about getting it out right after these games. Sometimes I will be able to do it in a fairly, you know, in a decently timely fashion. Uh, I can scoot up to like a, you know, a room by myself and do it at the Scotiabank Arena. That wasn't the case tonight. You know, I'm getting home, then I'm doing it from here, uploading all that kind of stuff. So I thank you for your patience. And uh, yeah, this is how it's going to be this year. But the written work, the video work, the podcast stuff, the content of it, although it won't be out as fast, I think will be the best it's ever been. So thanks for listening once again. It's joining me after the Bulls. 115 to the Raptors 98. Another loss in the preseason. And I think most of the trends that we've been observing remain true in this one. Uh, the, the big ones off the top of our head is OGN and OB Scotty Barnes. Lack of creation. You know, it's not really popping off. The lack of three-point shooting. Another night where it was absolutely terrible. I, eight for 37 is what they finished in this game. Not good. And on top of that, the, the good stuff. Precious Situa, even though he didn't shoot well, you're still seeing a lot of pop. Like He made this really great read and transition, weekend pass, up the court, bounce. And like that's awesome to see because he's going to be grabbing a lot of rebounds this year, lots of grab-and-go stuff. We can't just have him be a guy who sees the rim and runs after it, but a guy who makes passes. Delano Banton continues to, man, like the the get actions, the dribble handoffs, the, the re-screening in the pick-and-roll. He, he's done such a good job from the first preseason games where he checks in and it was just transition. And then we're starting to see the seeds of a guy who's really improving his craft. And I asked him after the game if there was like a player he modeled this after. And he said it was more so the film of himself and seeing where, where advantages have been in the past, where they can be gleaned going forward. And then on top of that, just making sure to follow the playthrough and not break away from it. That That's good to see. And it takes a lot of skill to attack these actions with the pace that he does. And, you know, like, it's... I don't want to be too much, like, old college basketball guy talking about fundamentals, but he's coming off the shoulder when he's coming off a screen. He's doing it with purpose. And 
he's not get he's not coming around the screen because the screen is there. He's coming around the screen because he wants to plant his defender on it and get downhill. And he and he has. He he had probably the biggest dunk of his NBA career. He postered it, dude. Like that's awesome to see. Good for Delano Benton. It's really, really nice. He looks like he's gonna be a fixture of the rotation. This is kind of what I've been coming around on is looking at a guy who, yes, he has limitations, but he's doing so damn well to fight those limitations and come out on the other side. So he's he's the standalone as, you know, probably the best story of the preseason. 11-5-2 in this game. He's a plus 10 when most of the players, you know, on the Raptors roster were in the negatives. You know, Juancho Hernan Gomez was also a plus. Uh, fun little wrinkle. He hit his first three as a member of the Raptors, I guess in preseason, it doesn't really count. But he he's from Spain, and he hit it on a Spain pick and roll, you know, Spain leak, a variation. So that's kind of, maybe they call it stack in the NBA, but it's known as Spain. Kind of fun, kind of cool little thing. Uh, what else are we looking at here? Yeah, let's let's talk about OG and Scotty. Scotty, we talked about attacking these screens with purpose, and, and Pascal's guilty of this as well, except Pascal has much more in his bag. But when you meander around these screens and you kind of work into these spots and that's the way you want to do it, it gives the defense a lot of time to load up. And that's what Delano's been succeeding at is kind of beating the defense to their rotations, beating them because the defense probably is used to the bigger wings like Scotty, Pascal, OG, kind of flattening these actions out and going into an isolation. Banton's just, you know, shortcut, get to the bucket, get into the middle of the defense, pass out to the corner, something like that. And Scotty, there's not, it's not very purposeful, his half-court play. In fact, you know, e- even the defense tonight, DeMar DeRozan cooked him on many occasions. And it's just like, seems like a guy who we haven't seen anything new, I don't think, relative to last year. That doesn't mean there's nothing new coming. That doesn't mean he's regressed. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means we haven't seen anything new. And we've yet to see a big, exciting performance from Barnes in any of these games. Is that supposed to worry us? Is that supposed to make us lower on him going forward? I don't think so, but it does put a little bit more of the impetus on the first little stretch of regular season play. And this isn't like, you know, he's on trial. The allegations are coming for him, but it's just a guy who, you know, he hasn't played good basketball in a little while. And them's the breaks. OG, poor offensively, continues to miss every three that comes his way. But at least he looked every bit of an all like an all defense level defender. He was awesome in this one. There is a very stark contrast between when OG was on a dude and Scotty was on a dude. Damar, Zach, he had both of those dudes in hell. They they couldn't get anywhere. OG is so good at crowding dudes at the right time, but also letting his length work and letting the you know letting the player dribble into him. Come to me. My length will crowd you. I don't have to chase you out into open floor where you might be able to get a step. You're going you're gonna to pick up your dribble. I'm going to contest the shot or you're going to try and beat me, you know, and I can, I can swing my hips open. I can hit you. I can beat you to a spot, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's OG's whole deal. He was awesome defensively. The offense, though, still, it's a work in progress, although he did have a couple nice passes off the drive. But that's, that's not really anything new. He's been a good passer off the drive for, for some time now. Fred added a lot of calmness to most of the Raptors' typical actions. He also, off the start of the game, he made guys like Scotty and OG more dangerous. Like, Scotty finishing with seven points, mostly the product of working off of Fred in these actions. Fred getting downhill, pick up the dribble, pivot. Maybe the guy steps up. He can drop off to Scotty. Scotty's within, you know, 11, 12 feet of the basket. He can work from there. 
without having to dribble from above the break. So that was nice to see. And and despite Fred shooting three or 12 from three, after, after the game, I asked him like, hey, you know, what have you liked about this preseason? You keep saying, you know, you keep saying how much you don't like. And when I asked him how much he liked, his, his response was nothing. So it, it's kind of funny. He's obviously not very pleased with the way that the Raptors have been playing. Uh, he was asked about, you know, how he feels. He says good. He wouldn't elaborate on why it's better than it was. He also <laughs> uh, was asked, you know, is he improving? And uh, he, he kind of deflected, said, I don't know, you tell me. So Fred, he's in a space where, you know, he's having fun with the media. He's doing his thing. But he's a guy, obviously, that he wants to win. And it, it seems pretty clear that even in a preseason game, he's a little bit bothered by it. And that's that's par for the course with what we've come to understand. And then Gary. So Gary was awesome. And it wasn't in the typical way that Gary is like a heat pump. He was a heat pump. I mean, you know, 17 points on like eight shots. He hit six of them. He got to the line a little bit. Some of that in, in transition, but still good. But the big thing is the, those three assists, they stick out pretty big to me. And mostly because they're made on the drive. You know, and we talked about Precious making that that weak-handed pass up the court, bounce pass in transition. That was awesome. But Gary made one on the drive to a guy who was cutting baseline for a finish. That's really, really new for Gary. And he also, I wrote about this last year, but Gary, his best playmaking so far in his career has been out of pin downs. You know, you come over the top, the defense, you know, maybe they're they're confused on how they want to defend that action. Maybe they're just behind the action and the, the big has to step out. It fundamentally creates the same trapping scenario that we see in the pick and roll. Think of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, where he floats it over the top. Gary, when he's catching the ball and coming, you know, squaring his feet to take a jumper, he can rise up and just make a more direct pass to the guy who's now slipping, the guy who set the screen. That's a really fundamental way to play make in the half court for Gary. He's done it before. He did it tonight. And then on top of that, there was a little bit more. He just, he looked very comfortable getting to his spots, doing his thing. He would, you could make an argument that, you know, for the amount of possessions he had, he was the Raptors' best offensive player tonight. I, I don't think that's, much of a stretch. And, and Pascal, he's taken some difficult shots. You know, he had 18 points on 17 shots. Needs to be better from the line. We've been talking about the free throw line for some time. Three of six is unacceptable. But Pascal is a dude who's just, he's beating guys off the dribble. And once the three-point shots come around, he'll be swimming in more space. And, and a lot of those dribble drives that he takes are going to be way more dangerous because guys won't be able to hang off of OG in the corner which they shouldn't be able to do, but they're currently doing. And so Pascal looks as good as anybody. He's not going to the the short mid-range jump shot finishes. He's still very much in the leaner, floater, banker, all that kind of stuff, which it's, it's as good as anything. That's fine. Of the deep bench, I think we're still looking at Jeff Doughton as the, the guy who's been performing the best. And that's that's been the case for some time. The Jazz... He, he had a tough start. I've talked about this, but this is a guy who he figured it out. And by the end of the Jazz game, he really had found his way. Against the Celtics, he was obviously fantastic. He was good last preseason game as well, even though the, the points were a little bit more muted. But all that stuff is fine. Delton looks good. It's it's not even that, you know, he's he's shining on ball, but he's playing well. He's playing well enough off of it. You know, he's a willing participant of the offense, all the motion stuff, the screening, the in-between. And on defense, too, he's a pest at the point of attack. Of course, in this game, his stint 
the deep bench stint that was probably the most unsuccessful part of the game the the bulls had more of their regulars in at the end of the game and those guys were kind of putting the screws to um to the guys who who were the deep bench for the raptors so like javante green came into the game and he was a plus 27 kobe white was a plus 19 and those guys they're like javante ended up with 17 points he was beating guys off the bounce he was he was cutting into open space you know being able to Pound, dribble, gather, finish at the rim. It's just a lot of stuff going right for them. And despite, you know, DeMar carried the starters. He was the only guy scoring, basically. I mean, Ayo Desumu, he had a pretty good game too, but he's, it's not really a carry job. But this is a guy, they won a lot of minutes with Ayo as well. So when we're looking at the deep bench versus, you know, the the rotation of the Bulls, the Bulls definitely won this one. And it wasn't that the Raptors really struggled to score they they manufactured offense. They got to some spots. They they made plays, but it was that the Bulls hit a lot of threes, and those threes were the result of getting deep into the paint, forcing rotation from the Raptors, and and even even in some cases like just deep into the paint, and the Raptors are late rotating, and it's a finish at the rim, particularly for Javante Green, right? So the Raptors behind the eight ball as far as that went, they got crushed towards the end of the game, and it was because they couldn't they just couldn't play the defense that they needed to. This game, if they, you know, if they've been able to buckle down, you're probably looking at somewhere like 105 points. There's there's between like seven to ten points that are up on the scoreboard for the Bulls that better defending absolutely would have kept it off there, and not over the course of the game, but just in the fourth quarter. So, uh, very bad transition defense, that kind of stuff. It, and when you can't make a shot on the other end, which on some possessions they couldn't, the run outs get more dangerous. So the Raptors. Most of the stuff we've been seeing in the preseason, it, it remained. The trends remained quite similar. You know, the only thing that dropped off was that it's Gary had his good game. And not only that, not just good as far as outcomes, because Gary is an outcomes player because he's a jump shooter and there's very little else to his offensive game. But if he adds, you know, a little, little piece of playmaking, he can start to really uh, impact the offense in more meaningful ways. And it's not just whether he's hitting shots or not. It's this whole holistic idea of a, a great shooter who will draw defenders and make the proper read. It's it's a really great thing. And then Achua just having a bad shooting game. Stretched himself a little thin on some occasions. You know, there were there were some plays that it was an attempt to be, you know, like Siakam, water downhill to the rim and spinning and all this kind of stuff. But there was lots to like in this game. You know, Fred Fred says nothing. I say there's things to like, uh, you know, if you go watch the media availability, you'll see a bunch of people asking about Delano because, you know, he's the hometown kid. He's playing awesome and he deserves a lot of love. So uh, Raptors fans, try and focus on that and try and focus on what Scotty and OG have been able to do in their careers already. And just assume probably that they're getting back to that point, at least, even if things have been quite underwhelming in the preseason so far especially for how both of them played in the preseason, you know, last year, they, they were both awesome and they made people really excited and we haven't been able to drum up the, the same level of excitement for this year, but that's okay. We don't, we don't really have to, we don't have to buckle down on this kind of stuff. It's preseason. They should be better, but they aren't. And that's, that's totally fine for a guy like me. I, I'm not too interested in, in digging down into it. You know, it's, it's totally fine. The Reggie Evans award, I'm giving it to Delano, man. Not only, like, it's not only that he's making it work on offense and being creative and, 
you know, attacking the rescreens and getting in open space. But this is a guy who he's competing on defense, getting into passing lanes. The rotations look pretty good. Over the course of the preseason, there's been quite a few times where I see, you know, Delano making that rotation. He's behind the play, but he's still kind of using his length and his quickness. And, and you know, it's uh, his root efficiency to still kind of get that guy to the baseline, maybe. You know, the baseline's that extra defender, put him in that spot. Really nice to see. It's it's tough to defend at the NBA level. And it's nice to see that Delano, not only as an offensive guy, but, uh, you know, a defensive guy, he's starting to impress. Well, certainly, you know, he, he's been impressing. He, he deserves a lot of love for his preseason. The top quick reaction comment <clears throat> from Crazy Sports Fan, quote, Scotty looks like he might be putting too much pressure on himself to have an even better season than his rookie of the year season last season. He doesn't seem to be having fun out there as much as he did last season. Dude just needs to relax and just play his game. As long as you keep putting in the work, everything else will come in time. I also wonder if Chris Bosh wouldn't coming up here to teach these guys how to shoot free throw shots. JV, DeMar, Lowry, Joseph, and Bach, etc. are still playing in Gasol's coaching in Spain. Missing threes is one thing, but not making the most of our free throw attempts is going to cost us close games. As a Raptors fan since the beginning, I don't remember them missing so many freebies. End quote. Okay, so the Scotty stuff, happiness, I, I couldn't say. I haven't been watching the body language that much, you know, and as far as a guy who's just, he, he's very exuberant and he likes to enjoy himself. I, I haven't noticed anything different, I don't think, but I'm sure he feels some pressure to to not feel the the sophomore slump, to not be the guy who doesn't follow up the great season. And, and especially since the Raptors, I'm sure there have been in, internal talks where, you know, his progression is married to the ceiling of the Raptors. If if the Raptors are going to be any type of contender or threaten, Scotty having a big year, it just, that has to be part of it. So he, I'm sure he feels some. I, I think it'll shake out just fine, though, in the, in the regular season. As far as Chris Bosh being able to teach free throws, I mean, Chris Bosh would probably tell you that the Raptors already have somebody in-house who's a much better, you know, shooting coach than he is. And, uh, you know, I think we like to... It's not, basketball isn't like baseball, where baseball, you hear about a pitcher getting, you know, another pitcher was watching them on TV and messaged them and said, hey, you're doing this, you're tipping. Um, basketball, it's not about, like, what you tip or whatever. It's just, like, the process of getting it in the basket. You're absolutely right that the Raptors, they shoot free throws terribly. And what this is, largely, is that the Raptors, they skipped a step of development. They drafted... You know, they drafted these guys who are have these incredible measurements. But the reason why they're able to get Pascal Siakam at the location they did, the reason why Delano Banton was available, the reason why all these different guys, these disparate wings that are able to find, you know, a home under the house of the Raptors is because a lot of them don't have the traditional ball skills upon arrival or don't have the traditional shooting skills that we see that are, you know, so loved in the NBA. And a lot of these guys, like they're building from the ground up. They're not shooters. And they're trying to accompany, you know, the rest of their development. Pascal, like the dribble drive stuff, not only has he become significantly better at that, but this is a guy who's trying to add, you know, a pull-up three-pointer. This is a guy who successfully added a pull-up mid-range and, you know, hit 49% from the short mid-range last year. I think, and roughly the same amount from the deep mid-range as Luka Doncic last year, for example. Luka's also a guy who struggles with free throws, oddly enough. But 
these are guys who there's so much development on their plate and the Raptors love that they're kind of biting off as much as they can chew, probably more than they can chew. But this is this is the result of that. Guys who aren't renowned shooters, you know, sometimes like Pascal has games where he goes, you know, nine for 10, you know, 11 for 12. Some games he goes like two for seven. It's just it's it's inconsistent. I don't know what nurses, you know, if he, if he's teaching beef, the noalytics, whatever else. But th- this is there's a lot of players who are trying to perfect their shot, and they have to perfect it on the pull up. They have to perfect it on catch and shoot, and they have to perfect it at the line. It's a lot to juggle, and it's a lot of adjustments on how they shoot. And I think the free throw line is where you feel everything. Pulling up in the you know in the game a lot of times you're gonna it's you're just going up it's muscle memory but at the free throw line everything slows down you can feel every little twinge every little you know adjustment you've made and that might be the manifestation of of feeling all the you know the progress that they're trying to go through but man it's it certainly isn't good it needs to be better so thanks for writing in crazy sports fan uh, appreciate it and uh, for anybody listening thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.